welcome to Straight From The Horse's Mouth, where we cut the BS and give you the truth all about sports. I'm Eric Rasher, hosting the show with Bryce Olden. What's up, people? We are back in the building for episode 18. And today is going to be a very, very special podcast. I'm excited to get into this one. But before we do anything, you, know, you guys got to give the song of the day. So shout out to my sister for inspiring me with this song. Uh, the song of the day is Brent Fias. It's called Been Away. Brent's an underrated artist. If anybody ever heard the song Crew by Gold Link, they know Brent's voice. But if you ever get a chance to listen to the song Been Away by Brent Fias, go ahead and check it out. It should be a smooth listen, but let's get into it today, Eric. All right, we're going to start off with the NBA. We're going to recap you real quick. The I'm sorry. I apologize. The the, the Raptors. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The, the Raptors Whoa. and the Boston is playing right now. I can stop Eric right Hold here. On, no. I, I can stop Eric I right here, go people. Nobody gives a damn it's about the about the, about the Raptors. The Lakers beat the Rockets. And nobody care about all that. That's true. Two women care about the Divin Nuggets in that series. Eric, what happened yesterday? Okay, Miami beat the Bucks, completing the series 4-1, to making did. the Heat 8-1 in the playoffs. So the Bucks are the first seed to be eliminated by a fifth seed. I don't know what the stat is, but that's the first time it's happened in a, in a long time. I can't remember. It's in the 2000s, but I, I think before 2010. I'm not sure. I think LeBron might have done that in his time. But, yes, the Bucks were eliminated as the first seed and the, and the best record team in the NBA. Right. As we all know, I'm a Bucks fan, which is hard to watch. Um, but I guess the, the big question is now, which we're going to talk about, is where do the Bucks go from here? Right. And I was just trying to mention the other things that happened. I might care about the rest of the team. I want to care. Let's talk I about do. this. Uh, anyway, so the issue with the Bucks is mainly, I mean, as much as their play style to me is going to be affected, it's about what they're going to do with their players, okay? They have they still owe Bledsoe $40 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's going to make 16.8, 18.2, and 19.4 over the next year. So he's – You can't trade that. He on the team. Right. And then we have, obviously, Wes Matthews, George Hill, Kyle Corver, who's 41 years old. Um George Hill and Wes Matthews are both 34 years old, with just a few million dollars on their contract. Um, Kyle Corver, apparently, I was actually reading that he may not call it quits. So, <laughs> if I'm the books, I wouldn't bring him back. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he did hit some some interesting shots yesterday. That was important, but obviously, it wasn't big enough. It's hard for me. Let me start with Bledsoe. Bledsoe was a, was second team All Defensive as a as a guard, and he's like six foot two. It's a big deal six for a guard. Feet. I think he's six feet. But. Well, you know how they do it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Dante looks a little shorter than six four, mm-hmm. but apparently he's six foot four. Mm-hmm. But Eric Bledsoe was a very big guard, very strong, really good at the and ones, looked good taking contact finishing the layup. But the problem is, is he's not a good shooter. I think he had I don't know how many points he had. I think I must say like well, I know he hit one jump shot where it was a three and then I think he had about six points with a few free throws. One time he missed back-to-back. So he may have had five points or seven. That's not going to get it done, especially as a point guard who used to average 18 on the Suns. Now, I know he's got a smaller role on the Bucks, but he's used to averaging at least 12. Seven's not going to cut it. Not to mention with Giannis out, there's definitely room for you to average your 18 to 19 that you could. And he hasn't necessarily gotten worse since he left the Phoenix Suns. He's not any older, so it's not like he's a George Hill pushing 34, almost 35. Right. Or actually, I think he'll just turn 34 or he's going to. Or maybe that's Wes. I don't know. But the point is, is I don't know if it's if it's time to part ways with the with the Bucks because let's go back to last year. They had options here. They could either keep Eric Bledsoe or Malcolm Brogdon. They took to choose Eric Bledsoe or Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon is averaging 18 right now. Who is a point guard who's a way better shooter than Bledsoe? Who is part of the 50-40-90 club? Right. 
I think that's a mistake. Because what do you want to surround Giannis with? Shooters. Bledsoe's not a shooter. Not at all. I mean, every now and then he has his moments, but not when you, in total, shoot 28% for the month. That's worse than Giannis. So that, and that's saying something, if you shoot worse than Giannis from the three. Obviously, this year he's improved, but I'm just saying. If you shoot under 30% and you're a point guard, that's what you do as a point guard. Nate, I mean, Steph, Dame, even Russ. And Russ isn't a good shooter, but Russ, I, I, you can go on. DJ Augustine, no offense, I'm just saying any point guard, you name it, they need to shoot over 30% from the, from the three-point line. Possibly 35 and up, because that's what you do as a point guard. You're supposed to be able to facilitate and get buckets. That you know, you're supposed to be an all-around player. That's a problem. Wes Matthews, I don't like him. I, I, I mean, he was cool. I started feeling he's good on defense, but there's there's an offensive production as well. I think there's just as good as got an offense. I mean, Divincenzo is good on offense. Wes Matthews getting old, and if he pump fakes one more time, I'm gonna lose it <laughs> on the three point on the. Because when you look, he had a good layups last game, but you get paid to do two things play defense and shoot the ball well. Three and D. Right. So, why do you pump fake on the three point line? I don't know how many times he did that in the not, not last not last game, but the game before that. So, and then just missing three pointers. So, that's a problem. George Hill, I like George Hill. I know there's mixed feelings about George Hill. The thing is, is he's a good three point shooter, and he just was number one in the league for 48% from downtown. So, I'm not against George Hill. But I am against the fact that he's getting older. He's a good scorer, but I'm not. I'm not really imp- impressed by his defense. When we guarded James Harden, Bledsoe did a phenomenal job. George Hill was the one getting busted on. So that's how I feel about that. But I guess you can keep George Hill on the team because we need some sort of power, point guard offensive production behind DiVincenzo. And those guys don't have necessarily big contracts. But I'm just not a big West Matthews fan, with, especially with the Afro getting his brace taken out. Like, what was I supposed to play better? Because it didn't. <laughs> just saying, like. <laughs> I was, I was I'm very picky. I'm very picky about how my team plays, even though I'm not the coach. Offense, I think there needs to be some changes on offense. I like our defense. We had the number one defense in the NBA. Guess what? I think we did a fine job. We could have done a better g- defensive job in the playoffs against the Heat, but we still kept the games close, so that's fine. But offensively, we went through some droughts. I think there's too much. I mean, how, I mean, there was time. I mean, the biggest thing, you know, Rip Hamilton is right. Yeah. Right. Biggest thing that the reason he was such a good player is because he was always moving on offense. He was never staying still. Yeah. You did not want to guard him because yeah. you were gonna be the one. You're gonna be tired. He may not have averaged 30, 40, you know, 20 some odd points a game, but he was up to the 15 to 20, right. and he's gonna make you work. And he knew because he was gonna tire you out so that they could open up for other players. That was the key. Okay, when I was watching the Bucks game, there's not a lot of movement on offense. Now, granted, Giannis was off the floor, so that's gonna slow it down a little bit. But how much should it slow it down? Not, I mean, this is pulling one way out there. I'm a BYU fan. This like looks like BYU against 2011 against the Florida Gators. Okay, let I me mean, watch a Jimmer do something for me, Jimmer. Like, bro, this is a team game. If we're not getting fast breaks, there's got to be moving on offense. So that was really bugging me. And then, so Mike needs to figure out some of the offense. He needs to learn to make some adjustments, and we need to move players around like some assets. I think you obviously we can't get rid of Bledsoe, but to be honest, we could. Because I think we need to get some, or at least put him on the bench and let DiVincenzo run the point because he's a better shooter, better, he's faster to me. He can still take it inside. He's a way better defender. And then last to me that we're going to go is Giannis. He's going to be here until 2021. So he's going to be here next season. And the Bucks already came out and Giannis came out and said they're not going to make a trade. So he's here. He, he was on, he's on a four-year, $100 million extension. He has the opportunity 
if everything goes well, to, to have a five-year, $247.3 million contract, which would be the biggest contract in NBA history, making 42, 46, 49, 52, and then 56 in those five years. I think he makes that. I think he takes it because five years he'll be, what, 30, 31 when he finishes if he doesn't, if he doesn't get a ring by then, and then maybe he'll go ring searching. But to me, five more years, the Bucks. He wants to stay with the Bucks. He's a, he's not against small market. He's not like I need to be in L.A. or Miami or. So I think he'll take that contract if he gets it. The cap right now is obviously an interesting thing in the NBA, so that's one thing. But the Bucks have some decisions to make about the players they're going to keep on their team and about how they're going to make changes. I am now very angry at my coach Bud. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did a good job personally. I like Chris Middleton. think he played a great game, but too much one-on-one stuff with him, which th- he plays that good game. But at some point, it's, it's not enough when you're watching all these players look at him expecting him to make a jump shot. The reason we did so well in game four, the game, we, game, four, the game we won, is there was a lot more movement for Chris Middleton to be off. And obviously the Heat kind of were like, Giannis is out, this is going to be easy, and it wasn't. But still, that was an OT win. And he happened to hit that three at the end. I don't know if you watched the game, but that was, that, was, was, that, was was that was a big shot that maybe wouldn't have gone in the other times because it didn't go in last game. Right. So in the game before when they were somehow chucking up long threes. Mm-hmm. So the Bucs have some ch- some thoughts to do and I have some changes to make. And I don't know who – I like the young guys. You obviously don't like some of the guys. They have a lot of guys going on free agents. They have Pat Connaughton. They have Wes, they have Wes Matthews, Kyle Korver. Um, who's the guy they got from Charlotte? What, um, Marvin, Marvin Williams. Williams. Some other guy. Some other guy. Um, some other guys that no offense. That Robin don't, Lopez. Robin Lopez. He may opt in. I think. Yeah, he, him and Wes will probably opt in. Yeah. So Wes is gonna be there. Yeah, he's gonna be there most likely. But Wes needs to take a role playing spot. There's so many other plays he could put for his position. And then there's some other lower level guys that no one really wants to talk about. No offense, but hey, I don't even know them. And and so, I mean, Bryce, what's your thought on, on the, some of the things I went over? But what do you think the Bucks go from here into into adding on what I said? Because so. There's a lot. So you know me. I've been hard on the Bucks this whole season. Even though I picked them to go to the finals, I did not think they would win the finals. I thought they would get crushed when they got to the finals. Um, but I've been pretty consistent with that. But I don't think Giannis should leave for a couple of reasons. One, let's just let's just be as honest as possible. The Bucks didn't really become legitimate even in the contender conversation until last year, right? Most teams, don't let that warrior stuff fool you. It takes time for teams to get the roster together to win, right? Shaq was drafted in 92, went to the finals in 95, and didn't get to the finals and win it until 2000 and got swept back-to-back years before he got to the finals. And and, and they had a great team with Kobe Bryant and him. So it wasn't like they just – it was time. But Jordan didn't win until he was 29. Now, technically, him and Giannis have been in the league at the same time. But to me, I think Giannis gets to pass on that because he's 25, not well, 28. Well, it's, it's not that. It's, it's not about when you come into the league. It's about when you step into that contender conversation. That's the Bucks just got there last year. The, the, the Warriors thing, the only reason why that's different is because they caught the, they caught the Cavaliers at the perfect time. They, they, was able, they, was able to get, they was able to snag that first championship with LeBron missing Kyrie. Know, Kyrie. So they was able to sniff it. Right. Well, and, and then they got Kevin Durant, so it kind of yeah. extended there. Well, I also, I also think they. I'm sorry to cut you off. I also think they kind of changed the game, which everyone wasn't really ready for. Just like, like I'm, I'm just being to be real. Mm-hmm. Curry had done. I mean, 400 threes. Obviously, that was the year after they won the finals. But he he started breaking all those records, and Clay Thompson on the team. That was a new thing to see. T 
teams live and die by the three, yeah. which they lived very well. Well, I'm, I'm saying I'm not talking about the way they changed. The game. I'm saying like, I'm saying that's why they were able to win like, so quickly. Right. Well, that's well, what we I'm competitive. Saying. It doesn't matter how you become competitive. How you choose? That's your own style. Um, but they were able to snag a championship kind of in like in a weird way. And once they, they say, once they say to sniff it, it kind of changed the way they, you know, thought about themselves and was able to right. compete. But the Bucks, the Bucks just got here. Now, the reason why I say you get rid of the young guys is because you're done with that. The developing and all that, you're done with that. Now it's time to win. Now it's winning time. Now, okay, you, you got to fire who your core is and then start building out from there. So, like I said, Corver, bye. You can, you, you can play, but you ain't be playing here. And all these other guys, you can, you can, you know, it's sus that you got to keep Robin Lopez and Wes Matthews, but, hey, you live, you, you got to make it big, got to lie in it. But if, if I'm the Bucks. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. Now it's time to start winning. And also with Giannis, the way you guys played in games four and five, that's how you need to play going forward. Absolutely. If I'm Giannis, great players learn how to adapt, how to adjust. If I'm Giannis, he, which he's done a great job of in his career, is if I'm going to coach, but I'm my right coach, but. The offense that we played in games one and three, throw that shit out the window. We're not playing that though no more. Yeah, we can rack up a bunch of regular season wins, but you racked up a bunch of regular season wins in Atlanta, and it, it got you nowhere. You right, which which I mean? is why I'm really – There's a losing record in the playoffs. Uh, well, I think it's, it's – There's a losing it, record. Okay, okay a losing by record. one game, I'm just saying. Like a couple of games now. No, it's not. It was it – was, he, he had a two he had two three-game lead before – he had a two-game lead going into game two. So, it's, it's either tied or – I think well, not yet. I think it's a losing record now. It's it, I'm pretty sure it's even. Check for, Check for me real quick as I as I talk. You want to defend him so bad? No, I don't. Which I'm about to get on him right now, but I'm just saying uh, it's just a fact. I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is was this is what bugs me about Coach Bud is what you said. First of all, the last time the Bucks and the Heat played, guess what year that was? That was 2013. Guess what happened? They got swept. Okay, so they almost got swept again. So we're improving, Jeff. We improved, Bryce. We won one game. Coach Bud has a, Mike. I don't. Coach Bud has. Been in the conference finals twice, in, in in his recent years, and this is his conference semifinals. He lost all three of those series. He got swept in the conference finals. He blew a two game nothing lead, and then he obviously gentlemen swept in the semifinals. Now, I understand that that's not necessarily saying his fault. Like, well, you know the players, but my point is, is obviously something is wrong with the coaching schematics if you keep losing in the playoffs. Because like you said, there's a, there's a difference. When you watch teams play, if people that don't watch, they just watch the NBA. Yeah, you're right. He's 32, he's 32. I'm Thank you. So check me on that. I was right. I'm sorry, Bryce. You were wrong. I don't know. I'll take my, I'll take my trophies. Anyway. Yeah, take the few you're going to get today. When you watch teams play, we understand that there's different things that you do in the regular season, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. But the smart coaches understand that they understand pretty quickly that you have to change when you get to the playoffs. Not because what you're doing isn't going to work. Like, it's still good, but that's a that's a base to build off of. Because guess what? I'm going to play, like, for example, you're going to play the Lakers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then the Boston Celtics. Okay, those are three different teams all in the span of a week. When you get to the playoffs, you're playing the Heat four times. You're playing Magic four times. Let's say you go on. You're playing, the Boston, like, you're playing these teams more than one time. So they're not preparing for... Okay, Giannis, you know, drop 50 on us, playing inside. We couldn't build the wall. Bummer. No, Miami says, look, we're going to build this wall, and we're going to do it all game until we get it right. Because guess what? If we lose this game, we got three, at least three more. And guess what? They won that game. They said, okay, we got at least four more. Or I'm sorry, yeah, at least at least three more. So they understood that when you get to the playoffs, you're playing a series against these teams. You can't just do 
You can't just be like, well, we lost, you know, we'll make it up in the next, you know, eight games. You're going to play these team at least four times, and you got to you got to win those four times, you know, at least four out of the seven games. So, Coach Bud is not very good at adjusting sometimes in the playoffs. He did do a better job, I think, this year despite the losing. I thought he did change up the lineups, and he did what you said. He stopped putting all these weird players in for, you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, using every, you know, 10 guys out of the, you know, your top eight or nine, which I thought, you know, again, that's odd. But you need to understand, look, in the playoffs, you've got to change, okay? Not to mention we didn't shoot the ball well this year. Um, the, the, we made 54 threes on 32% of shooting. Okay, Miami made 75 on 38%. So they dominated that, which I knew that every time we were chasing them, they were hitting threes. But, Coach, you need – but you got to learn to understand how to, how to play a four a seven-game series and change and play that way, even if it means taking a loss. Not three losses in a row. But he's not good at, at figuring that out. You got The game plan's got to change because that's what that's the difference between the season and the playoffs. In the season, you play the team one time. You won't see him for, for a little bit. In the playoffs, they're going to see you over and over and over again. And they're going to pick up on what you're going to do, but you got to learn to change those things, especially when you look, take an L. Because some teams, guess what? They beat us at our own game. You know, let it fly. They hit 75 threes. We hit 54 in the span of all those five games. So, Bucks got, and I agree, Giannis needs to stay. I think there's, not that, not that he couldn't go get a ring on another team, but there's really, to me, they just get, like you said, they just kind of jumped into the title contending phase. It took Jordan a few years to, to get past that. And not to mention, I mean, he likes Milwaukee. And I, don't, and I think, you know, for him, if he could have a legacy, he's going to damage his legacy to leave at this, to me, this early in his career. So, first of all, nobody likes Milwaukee. Uh, second of all, I, he likes Milwaukee. Se- second of all, going forward, there there needs to be some type of like strategy as far as how the organization sees itself. You know what I mean? Like you're no longer like yeah, you're a small market, but you're also you know like it's all like the Spurs like the Spurs there San Antonio's you know is relatively right. small compared to Houston and Dallas and the other areas but they don't carry themselves like that they're one of the powerhouses in 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 the west right. you they've branded themselves so if you're the bucks like yeah you're 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 a small market but you have one of the one of the top 5 players in the game right now so you okay, have that's, to okay that's i think that's a little mean but okay top 3 come on give me top 3 he's the mvp he, top five. That's that's weird. Um, so, you don't get to just get swept, damn near, and you top three. Uh, uh, that's not a play. It's 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 not, it's not an individual game. Not to mention he wasn't there. So uh, and he was hurt. Um, so if you're the Bucks going for you got to do a couple of things. One, you have to close your games better. So you got to figure that out as well. Like, what's our strategy when we? Oh, when we, I, I, I told you, I hate watching the Bucks play close games. Well, it's a lot of that. Well, you understand, most teams, any team that's I'm outside just saying, of a few teams, the, like the Boston Celtics, don't have an ending strategy. No, I, I just mean the that there, there, there's teams I can watch, and I'm thinking they might pull this out. The Bucks, I'm always like, the fact that they won Game Four. Mm-hmm. Well, was 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 well, was pretty intense. Well, by strategy, I mean like, who do you want to have the ball? That's that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying because the same you're thing. Not, you're not gonna win a championship with just trying. Like this ain't the 04 Pistons where it's like, all right, cool, we just lolly lolly lolly. You score, I score. No, although Chauncey Billups was the guy taking big shots for them, but still, you got to figure out who do you want the ball to have down the stretch. Do you want Giannis to have the ball down the stretch? Okay, cool. 
you you have to design you yeah, know something yeah, different yeah, that way. Or do you want Middleton? I would I would go with Middleton because he's a jump shooter, and I rather I, I want a jump yeah. shooter having the ball to, down. The to me, it depends on the game as well, though how close the game is. Because if it is a little bit bigger, then yeah, I go to Middleton. But if Giannis is having a game and it's not a super big gap. Then you know you don't need three points. You don't need those two point the shot. Well, That's you, what I'm we saying. We also don't want him to have the ball so so much because you because Giannis you he's, you know what he's gonna do. He don't do so much. Like all right, cool. You take the three, we can live with that. Bet. All right, keep shooting. Or if he drives, maybe we can like we can yeah take some charges. You know, we can meet him at the rim. So, you know what I mean? We can, it's a different scenarios. I, I, That's why I would rather have a jump shooter guy with some handles. You know, to be the, close my game. But that's just me. But the Bucks have a lot of decisions to make. It's. It's it's winning time now. Right, you're right. right. I, yeah. I agree. The you need, you need to move towards that. Right, you need to move towards. Look, we're going for one thing. That's the ring. That, yeah. None of this. You know, you can be the two seed. I mean, obviously, I think they'll be the one seed again next year. Mm-hmm. I think they will. But well, we'll see. It's a, you know, it is different. But coming, but, we'll but Giannis see. is still. If they do what they do in the regular season, I'm saying they'll still be one. Yeah. But but I agree with with. As as much as how nice that is to be like you're the you're best team in the NBA, you know whatever trophy they give you for that, or maybe it's like maybe it's just a piece of paper that says cool, you know. But being in the playoffs has been very very disappointing for them. When I mean last year wasn't disappointing. That was the, yeah because uh, it was unexpected. Right, and they were in the conference finals. But this year for for the they did not live up to the hype at all. Right. Even if they lost in the semifinals, four games to one, big deal. Because what but, you don't what you because what you don't want to be is you don't want to be the early two thousand Kings. Or the mid two thousand Suns and Mavericks, or the early twenty ten Pacers, right? Or the middle twenty ten Hawks slash uh, Raptors, or the right? Knicks in the nineties, or <laughs> the current uh, James Harden era Rockets, yes, right? Correct. Where you don't want to be, or even the Thunder with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. You don't want to come out of this without a ring, right? You don't as you don't as, as, as great as no man's right as great as as great as this team is. Now, how many onesies you pull out without a ring? Well, whether, I mean, you, you, whether you get five rings or one ring, whether you get ten rings, as long as you get that one, that's a big deal. You got two all-stars, so you got at least two all-stars, but you need to start building around that. And, I, I, and some people will want to play in Milwaukee, not not because it's Milwaukee, but just because they, they think they can get a ring. So they might be able to attract not obviously a huge talent, but somebody, somebody to say, you know what, I got to watch him too. Because th- it's like the Lakers. Who's the number one scorer? LeBron. Number two. Anthony Davis. Three. Kuzma. Should be Kuzma. It should be. We Kuzma. still, we still, we still on a question right. mark there. But point is, it's probably Kuzma. Yeah. Bucks number one. Giannis. Number two. Middleton. Who's number three? Supposed to be Bledsoe, right? Supposed to be Bledsoe. But what about Lopez? He's been scoring better. Yeah, but yeah, then West yeah. Matthews is a shooter. So as we can see, we don't have a third scoring option, which to me can be a problem. Right. Because now we don't. Because no one. You probably need to move Bledsoe to the bench. That's what I just said. Yeah. Put Divincenzo to start. Like yeah. like. like as Bryce said earlier, that's what his dad said. Yeah. So the Bucks have a lot to look forward to. I'm, I am excited because if Giannis if Giannis stays, which I think he will, they will have a lot a long term to me because Middleton still has got three years or so on his contract. So there's a lot of years in the future to, to get better, especially from where the Bucks were. If you don't remember recently, that like the this has been almost luck the fact that Giannis and Middleton turned out so well because Middleton was a trade for Brandon Knight. Well, I'm sorry, they gave Brandon Jennings up, and Giannis was a 15th just outside the lottery draft pick. So they have turned into if, – if they lose any of those players, it's going to be a long time yeah. until they get there because the last time they had been that good, even to the playoffs, was probably 20, 2013, and they had won a series till, uh, since 2001 yeah, up until had, last year. When they had Ray, Ray Allen and the big dog, Lynn Robinson. Right, and then we can go back to what, the 80s when they had 
or was it the 80s when they had um Moncrief, Moncrief, Terry Cummins, yeah, uh-huh. and then back to the 70s. So it seems like every 10 to 20 years, the Bucks have a decent team, and they've won a ring since 1971 with Lou Alcindor, which that was not an easy series for him. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things to look forward to the Bucks. Now we're gonna give some heat, some praise. I picked the Bucks to beat them in five. Well, they lost in five, so I was close, just on the 180 side of that. And the Heat are eight and one in the playoffs as a fifth seed. First time that's, um, and you can almost say nine. I mean, they were almost eight and zero. Yeah, almost, yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler, his playing is going up and down, but it, it, he's doing enough for the team to win on both sides of the ball. And, he, and, he, and he's making teams work. But Tyler Hero has been stepped up. Um, he's played phenomenal. Crowder has played incredible, hitting every shot that he needs to hit. And, I mean, Olenek's playing well. Their whole team is playing very, very well. So Kendrick Nunn was a little disappointed, but he turned it on last game. So... I would like to. I'll, I'll the heat an, an apology. Uh, yeah. Uh, I when Jimmy Butler first signed with the Heat, because I heard somebody mention this, and I agree, because I thought the same thing. When he signed with the Heat, I thought, well, that's kind of strange because he preached that he wants to win, yet he goes to a team that didn't even make the playoffs the year before. So I was like, okay, did not make the playoffs. They did not. No, they didn't. Not oh, last that's year. right. So I thought, okay, like I thought, honestly, I thought he was just all talk. I'm like, all right, he just want you just want your own team. You just want to be, be the man. Ain't nothing wrong there, with there's that. There's a lot of questions going nothing, into this decision for ain't the Ain't nothing wrong with that. I just thought he was full of it because I'm like, you didn't. That's not what you've been saying this last time. And plus, we know how it ended in Minnesota, and how he didn't want to resign with Philadelphia. I thought that was his best chance. And, so, and he had been to the conference. This is his first time in the conference finals yeah, with Jimmy so, Butler right. and the Sixers. He was a game away. Yeah, so. so I was skeptical uh, of the Heat. And also, to be fair, Spoelstra as well, because it was it's easy to, to coach LeBron James, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Chris and Chris Bosh, and a bunch of veteran guys, right? right. That, that's easy to do. I'm, I'm, first of all, by easy, I don't mean like it's easy to coach. I mean easy as far as like them being able to execute the stuff you want them to do. Absolutely, it's hard to do, it's hard to do that when you don't have them anymore. And for a while, the Heat was just a, they were just a straggling team. But one thing that that I did overlook about Spoelstra was his development. Like, there were so many guys who went through his program within the last couple of years who got big contracts because of the way they played with him. Absolutely. Whether that's Josh Richardson, whether that's Tyler Johnson, whether that's Hassan Whiteside. There's been plenty of dudes who've gone down to Miami. Derek Jones Jr. looks, look, looks good down here. Like, there's plenty of guys who I thought – who they go to other teams and they just flail, right? right. Josh Richardson did not have a great season. Tyler Johnson has fell off the face of the earth. And Hassan Whiteside is uh, he's he's up and one down. of the most overpaid bigs in the league. But in Miami, they look right, good. Right, they look good. So I didn't factor all that in. And I also didn't factor in that, and my dad said this about Chris Paul, in that there are some guys who, whether you like them or hate them, they just make the team better. Whether it's just the way they approach the game so that everybody else sees them. And like, all right, well, if he coming in the gym like this, we got to come in too. You know what I mean? The way he talks. Something about Jimmy Butler, no matter where he plays, he, he's a winner. Philadelphia, that's the furthest they've gone in this trust the process era. Minnesota made the playoffs one time in this day. And they almost, and they, I think they took a game almost one. I can't remember. They, they, they lost in five. But they made the playoffs. But though. that's what I said. They took a game. Right. They made the playoffs. And, and the, the Bulls didn't get this bad till Butler left. Yeah. And he kept the he kept them afloat after the D Rose. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. That's the same. Once Rose left, yeah, he was well, he, the only guy hurt. there. Right, right. He was the only guy there. And now what are, what are, they're not last place. Maybe in the East, but 
But the point is, is once he left, yeah. that's when everyone's like, uh, the Bulls rebuilding, even with Zach Levine and all that on the team. So which they I, traded for. I didn't I didn't factor all of that in. And I also didn't factor in the, the business savvy of, of the Heat. Because I, 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 I need to say something. The Heat, outside of them attracting LeBron James and Chris Bosh in 2010, was never a real big free agent destination. Shaq was traded there from L.A., right? I think Alonzo, I'm going to say, was traded to the Heat when he was in Charlotte back in the 90s. Um, I know they got Dan Marley, Thunder Dan, from back in the 90s as a free agent. But everybody else, like, guys, it's, I know it's Miami, but guys that are never just like, let me go to the Miami Heat. Like, they, 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 like that's a myth. Wade was drafted right? to the that, Heat. That's a myth. Like, LeBron went there because Wade was I don't know if LeBron goes to the Heat if it was just, just rally down there. So, to I mean, me. Miami's a cool city, though. Right. So, to me, I always thought the Heat business, I thought that was always overrated. But. This year, they validated it with some of the moves they've made, right? Getting Dragic a couple years ago was a, was, was a good steal. Kelly, Kelly Olenek going down there from Boston. I thought Boston, I thought they should have, Boston should have did a better job of trying to keep him, but that was a good pickup. Traded for Crowder during the season was a good pickup. That was a great pickup. Flipping Joseph Winslow, who everybody thought was supposed to be the steal of the draft. Right. Who just, now he's just a hurt young player for Iguodala outside of him fouling three-point shooters for whatever reason. It's been a good, solid pickup off the bench. <laughs> like, they've done a good job. Of Tyler this. Hero's draft pick right. was well, phenomenal. I thought that was a, him. The minute they drafted him and the minute they drafted Bam, I immediately liked those draft picks. No, I know, but I'm just Kentucky saying. Kentucky guys are starting to come I'm just, out. I'm just saying, he plays with so much confidence yeah. for a rookie. That's all I'm saying. Is he's well, anybody turned, that knows Hero knows he. he, he I'm, I'm just saying, there, he, there's a lot of the rookies yeah. that have been drafted before him that aren't necessarily playing as well. Right. I, all I'm saying is he's a key player. Yeah. Uh, but I like those draft picks. I, I, I thought they should have undrafted guys with none and yeah. uh, well, none surprised Robinson. me. Right? Um, yeah, Duncan Robinson, who didn't who didn't impress me much at Michigan. So, but they've done a good job of developing these guys, and Jimmy Butler's done a good job of being the player they need him to be. Right? Not every guy is required to. Jimmy Butler, the Heat don't need Jimmy Butler to to score, you know, thirty points a game. Dragic, you, 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 Hero, Robinson, and Crowder, y'all shoot as many jump shots as y'all want to. Well, down the stretch, give me the ball, and I'll take it to the As you can see, you had, you had Lope, Bucks, you had Lopez, Middleton, I guess Giannis, but without Giannis, this is this is the scary part. I don't know how many, I guess DiVincenzo, who are guys who were scoring double digits. They had seven guys. Yeah. Almost every game. Yep. Score seven points. And, and guys would step up. So Butler had 40 in game one. That was something crazy. Um, In game four, uh, four when even though they lost, Adebayo had twenty six. Dragic had over twenty every single game except for I think last game was the first time. And, and there were seven guys. I mean, Hero had fourteen. Everybody was scoring double digits. Yep. People underestimate ten points. Everyone gets ten points on a team. That's one hundred twenty points. Right. So don't underestimate that. So big shout out to the Heat. I think they go to. The, I think they go to the finals. It's up. It's up. It's up for grabs now. Because we'll because Toronto is honestly they're on the verge of losing right now. It's a one point game. It with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Boston leads by one. Boston to me doesn't have that it factor that I think the Heat also have really? to win. Yeah, I disagree with that. But okay, we'll talk about that if that when that series does eventually happen because I think it will. Or, or just prediction once that once they yeah, we'll talk but about I, that. But I disagree later. with that. But okay. Uh, well, I, just the way they beat the Bucks. But anyway, um, we're gonna now we're gonna jump onto a little bit different kind of a train. Now, uh, playoffs are done. We're gonna go on to Aladipo now, who has officially came out and really said that he he will be unrestricted free agent um, this following year. But he wants out of Indianapolis. Whether he's gonna get re- whether he's gonna not resign after the end of next year, or there's even been talks about trades. 
the Nuggets, the Kings, and the Raptors are all finding themselves on the trade block, or are all finding themselves. They were thinking that Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr., which who you love so much, who actually has been playing very well mm-hmm. now that he's been in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they could give that for 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 Oladipo, the, um, also TJ Leaf. I'm sorry. On the Kings, talk about uh, Richard Holmes and Buddy Heald. Rashad Holmes. Oh, I'm sorry. I wrote that. Yeah, it is Rashawn. Rashawn, um, I apologize, Mr. Holmes. Rashawn Holmes and Buddy Heald for Aladipo. I'm just curious your thoughts. And then the Raptors. Nah, nah, that's a bad trick. Um, Fred Van Vliet and Ananobi for um, Aladipo. No, those, are, those are the three trades that we're looking at if he doesn't re sign. You always want to trade an all star. Well, he's not going to re sign, but I mean. But uh, that sucks. Um, cause we like we talked about the Pacers a couple weeks ago. That sucks. I did like the Pacers team. I didn't in fact the fact I, the fact that they got rid of Nate McMillan. I didn't like that. Some people said that actually thinks that helps them keep them. Uh, that, we've heard this the same, but the point is, is he's not going to stay. So yeah. as much as you're like, well, it, okay, it, it's not happening. So no, I'm, I mean, you I'm, know, I mean, we don't no, know. So they're, that's true. Guys can but I apologize. But, but I apologize it, it does. It, it does. Fans. It does suck. You know, cause I I liked I liked him in Indiana. But yeah, I mean, if you're Denver, I can see that. I've been saying Michael Porter Jr. should be a trade bait for somebody because then I don't think Mike Malone's gonna play Michael Porter. Michael Porter needs to get as many reps and jump shots as possible. So if you're not gonna do that in Denver, dangle him in front of somebody. So if you can dangle him in front of Indiana and they take him as they should, and uh, follow Depot, I think you take that if, you, if you're Denver. Um, I don't think you flip him for whatever the package that they were gonna offer him from. Sacramento, oh God, no. Shield and, and Rashawn. Yeah, no. Uh, if I'm if I'm trading you to Sacramento, you better give me swipe of the fox. You know what I'm saying? Give me De'Aaron the fox. Give me Marvin Bagley, and maybe we can start talking about a trade. I'm not. <laughs> don't offer me Rashad Holmes. I think the uh, the phone. You may get the dial on it. The phone. I'm hanging up. The Raptors. Fred. Van, I love. First of all, I love Fred Van Vliet, and I love OG and Obi. They both are ballers. Okay, uh, as proven. They're you know they're, right. You know, right. But you you never want to trade. An all-star for a non-all-star, especially somebody as young as Oladipo. No matter how great they're playing, really, yeah. unless they're an all-star. Because you don't need – you got Brogdon. You don't really need – More utility players. You don't really need Van Vliet. Oh, Nobi's good. I would want him in the trade, but you yeah. got to give me – Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. You got to give me somebody else. But you, you know what I'm saying? But I, 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 I don't know. I don't know about that. But it does suck about, about Oladipo, but that's a random uh, – that, 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 that sucks to see, man. That sucks to see. Yeah, but I understand things have been difficult there in Indianapolis. Maybe he feels like it's bad luck. But I would like – because I would like to see that team play together. Yeah. The whole thing, everyone healthy. Um, I don't know if anyone thought they would hear his name again in the actual NBA. Steve Nash mm-hmm. has a four-year uh, deal to be the Nets head coach. Now, they've talked about what, what makes this such a great thing. One of the things they're talking about is that Kyrie and KD, now that they're on the – they wanted somebody with respect and, and they communicates. Steve Nash is a great guy. I mean, he was a point guard, so he understands how teams roll and function together. And um, he also gets um, – they also want someone that's great off the court, off the court interaction. Steve Nash is a great guy. He, he, I mean, he's not super necessarily super outspoken. He wasn't those guys in the NBA who had all these endorsements when he maybe could have. But he's a great guy, I think, to have on the team. Now, head coach is another thing, though, being a point guard. Okay, we've seen a lot of guys that, you know, maybe could be head coach. Derek Fisher, who wasn't horrible, but – wasn't great either. Wasn't great either. In fact, maybe, but Steve Nash, that isn't going to be something interesting. And he gets immediate respect to me, and he's a great communicator because he, because you know, Steve Nash is, you know, a great, great player, and he, you know, we'll see how he turns out to be head coach. So that's definitely something interesting. I uh, 
First of all, with the Steve Nash thing, let's get something out of the way. When I first heard the Steve Nash thing, I was like a lot of people. Well, that's not fair. So I, I, I immediately went to race. No offense, I'm black. We do that. That was I was gonna say. That was uh, I was that like, wait, you tell me it was a, you know Jock Vine was there. I'm like, he helped. That was a pretty good run. I'm like, there was no other black candidates. And then I and then I thought about. It. I was like, wait a minute. Steve Nash is not the first inexperienced black head coach to get a job. Derek Fisher was one. Steve, wait, okay, you said Steve Nash. Is not yeah, the first Derek. Yeah, Derek black. Fisher was one. Jason Kidd was one. Maurice Cheeks was one, I think. Doc Rivers was one. There have been plenty of guys who had no experience in coaching a team and got it and was able to coach a team. So it's not take the race thing out of it. Race ain't got nothing to do with it. Um, now, does it suck that there are some guys who have been coaches or assistant coaches? I'm sorry, and maybe they probably would have had a bit more, you know, experience from you know off the bench because that helps to have experience. Yes. Um, but you also need to have a guy that KD and Kyrie can respect. Like you said, you can't convince me that Kyrie and KD didn't endorse this Steve Nash hire. Absolutely. They know when the hell they're going to bring somebody in. No. That they, 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 run. They, they run that team yeah, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I'm so I think they gave their blessings. Yeah, we want, you know, we want Steve here. He's, you know, Kyrie being a point guard, KD working with him at Golden State. So I, it's interesting to see where it goes from here because, like, like we said earlier, Brooklyn has a great culture in that building. Regardless of who the coach is and who the players are, it's just so, that not every great player turns out to be a great coach. In fact, usually, exactly. in fact, usually the opposite. Hundred percent. Steve Kerr and um, Luke Walton have been. I mean, Luke Walton's been yeah, kind of falling out, but but he was yeah. when, when the Warriors were there. Scott Brooks. Well, it's Steve Kerr, they uh, they've been good coaches, mm-hmm. um, and they weren't necessarily all stars. Right. Steve Kerr wasn't, but he played with guys that were. But they understand the game. So Steve Nash was an All Star, but he's also a point guard, and a, and so and he ran with that Phoenix team when they were trying to make a run. He was been the number one player. So it'll be interesting to see then how he does, not just coaching two All Stars who know they got their stuff together, but you know bringing the whole team together. Yeah. But like I said, he's good on and off the court as right. a coach. So and like I said, they immediately respect him. So that way it's not just Katie and Kyrie saying we're gonna do our thing and everybody you follow. Now it's like okay, Steve Nash is respected. He's the coach. Right. So I think that'll be interesting. On the other side of coaching him, someone who's not having a job, but not in a negative way, is Billy Donovan. That surprised the hell now, out of me. Now, I want you to – now he, so he will not be returned to OKC. Now, I want to hear what you, your opinion is on this. Okay, this is, this is the statement. I want you to tell me if this is fact or crap. Okay. So, true or false, I guess. According to according to statements that the team said that they bought – let me finish, though, before you say anything. Cause I, they said that the team said in the statement that both parties mutually agreed to part ways. Um, they said that we had planned to sit down at the end of the season and discuss the best way to move forward for both of us, the Thunder Executive Vice President Sam and the General Manager Sam uh, Presti said. After those discussions, it became apparent that we couldn't provide him the information on the future direction of the team over the next several seasons to give him the level of clarity that he understandably desires at the stage of his career. And Donovan then said, this place will always be special to us. I will always hold this organization in the highest regard and wish the Thunder and their fans the success they deserve. Fact or crap, it was a mutual agreement. Normally I would say crap, but in this case, uh, I believe it. Two things can be mutually, can be different, but still be kind of correct. It can be correct that 
the Thunder could not tell Billy Donovan where they saw themselves in the future. That that's very true. They could they that's true because I, I don't know where they're they, going because you still have Chris Paul. He still has that big contract and he's still getting older. So and, they they, st- and they still have guys that are really good players on the team. Right. So but but you know they they so it, they they can honestly be like we don't know. You know what I mean? This team was was a, we had the best starting five from a statistical standpoint during the season, and we still got a first round exit, and we've had multiple first round exits since you've been here. So, but you can also I can't blame Billy Donovan. Since he's been here, he's had KD, Russ, Carmelo, Paul George, Chris Paul. No, no, I don't want to do a rebuild. I'm good. No, I want to compete every year. So you can both these can be true. They cannot tell they cannot tell him, hey, we don't know what our future is. And he can be like, Well, if your future is rebuilding, I don't want to be here anymore. Deuces. So I don't I don't blame him. But but they accepted that very good, saying, "Look, we understand. Yeah, you're a good head coach, and 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 I think it's good for them to say we don't know yeah. instead of saying, well, you know, we're thinking about it. like yeah. we don't know. Right. Okay, there's a lot that's going to happen. We need to see the off season. And Billy Donovan's like, look, if you don't want me to be here, because and I'm not comfortable with that, like I'm out. And they're like, you know, it's okay. They said that he's he's always going to be part of that Thunder family. Yeah. He's done a good job there. He has done, especially this year, with when everyone thought are they even a playoff. Right. They almost won. Mm-hmm. Now I know that doesn't count for much. But to me, it does. This is the closest. This is the closest is the round close- that they've won right. since since uh, the three one series. The three one series against, when they came against the Golden State. Oh right. This is probably the closest he's came into winning any right. type of round in the playoffs. Right. Right. And I, I'm not knocking Chris Paul saying it's all Billy Donovan. I'm just saying that that that's a that is a win. Yeah. I see that as a win. Also, before we go further, but you know what that kind of lets me know what they gonna be actively, and I mean. Actively looking to trade not only Chris Paul but Stephen Adams as well. Right. That and, lets me know that right now. And I don't know, but um, apparently there's there's signs that maybe he uh, Billy Donovan's obviously now everyone wants to hire him. Yeah. Uh, I wish the Bucks would. Houston. Um, actually, apparently uh, 76ers uh, are, are interested in that. I rather, I want, I'd rather him go to Houston, but I wouldn't mind him going to Philly. Fixing that whole squad, yeah. fixing up the whole front office yeah. and the players. Yeah. Say. Like you said, be you're not in shape, you're not playing. Yeah, I will sit you out every game until you in shape. Let me know they'll be actively looking to trade Chris yeah. Paul, which may not be bad for Milwaukee. So we'll see, because yeah, D'Antoni, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember what they said in the game. If he doesn't win this round, no, he's getting fired the, that day. I can't remember what it was, but if he doesn't win this round, that he's gone. He getting fired on the, on the sideline. He said he. I think they were saying he was quitting, quit, but that might have been generous. He getting fired on the sideline. Hey, bro. <laughs> hey, bro. Don't even. Don't even got to come. No, no, no. He gonna look up at the in the glass booth and they're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, they're they, they gonna sit. They're gonna put the X or cut the throat like you go. And, and nothing against Dan, Dan and Tony, but there's been a lot of hype about every team that he's coached. Yeah, and how many rings? He doesn't have a ring. No, and he no, went to the Knicks. Yeah, he went to to the. He's been on the, on the Houston now. He was was he in L. A. too? Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was in L. A. No. for the for the the last time they went to the playoffs with Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, and Kobe Bryant. So that shows you that. Um, but now we're gonna move things. Sorry, we gotta move to the NFL. We're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to outline this for everybody real quick. Colin Kaepernick was apologized officially by the, by the NFL and Roger Goodell. Goodell about the fact that he took a knee during the anthem back in 2016, the last season that he ever played. And now, once they apologized, Seahawks may have been interested. Baltimore. Baltimore. The only – but uh, there's a couple teams. But I'm going to brief, make it real brief. The only team that expressed any interest with Eagles – and Doug Peterson, but then they got Josh McCowan. It's been months since he's had, since any team has expressed interest. Now, granted, now I'll give him credit. He hasn't played since 2016. Now, that last year, though, for the 49ers, he played 12 games through 2,241 yards, 16 touchdowns, 24 picks. 
not an incredible stat line, but the four picks is a big thing. That that's low for for twelve games. Sixteen t- touchdowns isn't necessarily a lot. That's barely over one a game, but it's enough to say if I need a backup, you know he's in the storage. But they basically basically they say bluntly, the fact that he was one in the NFL is one hundred percent fake. You know what that lets me know? That's why, and this pisses me off. That's why I didn't blame him for what happened. Remember that little charade they put on that 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 that. That little uh, showcase he was supposed to have, and it got moved. Right, and right, right. That's why I didn't blame him because even back then he knew that all of that was was for just was for media purposes, right? For just for the optics, right? right. He knew the that optics. was full of it. You know what I mean? He knew it. Yeah, he knew yeah. it. Like, all right, I'm not gonna just sit up there and be a show pony. I just be out there. But oh yeah, see, told y'all we came here, we did what we were supposed to do. He knew that was all. He knew that was full of it, and this just further confirms it. And me and Eric, literally, we're not going to do this because it will take too much time. We can literally play the game of who would you rather have, this dude or Colin Kaepernick. And we can probably find a quarterback on all 32 teams, backups, practice squad, emergency back, whatever, that we would rather take before. You know what I'm saying? And we've seen with the, with the whole um, – Josh McCown, Ka- Ka- come on. With the whole Cam Newton thing, there's a lot of players worse getting picked up. Well, I don't think Newton's worse than him. No, 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 no. I said there's a, with that case. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, guys yeah. that are worse getting signed before a Cam Newton, and like I said, Colin Kaepernick isn't necessarily. He's not who, the same player that he used to be. But with that last stat line I read, he doesn't make horrible decisions. And as a backup or you're an emergency, it's not. You're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, I gotta put him in. It's like, look, he was in the Super Bowl. He was. He has been in the playoffs multiple times. He does have a record for rushing yards, but still, point is, is he can play the game. And he deserves it, and, and and people are just late to the game. So, like I said, we, we don't have a lot of time really, but um, kudos to him. Shout out to him. Yeah, Shout out to him. Just, he deserves something. Yeah, I'm glad he got his money from whatever the settlement was, right. and I'm glad he gave him the ver- proverbial middle finger by not, you know, right being the show pony. By not being a show pony. So I I think he's done. I think he. he I hope. I honestly hope he comes out and tells the NFL that they can kiss his. You know what? I'm good. I'm gonna stuck him to the sunset. Right. Because I, I I'm done with them treating him like he's some scrub. I, I'm done with that. Just the NFL. Yeah, it's the way they do the players. And we're gonna end. We're gonna end with two contracts. Jalen Ramsey, five years, 105 million dollars cornerback for the. For for the for the Rams, mm-hmm. that's a big contract. I, 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 I can say one thing: lunch on Jalen. He better <laughs> the team lunch. He fifty five players. He better lock down his side every single time for a hundred five million dollars. Like you said, the Deion Sanders um theory or, or yeah. no the Deion, yeah yeah you better be able to lock down one side of the field. You better lock that down for a hundred five million dollars mm-hmm. as a cornerback. You get quarterbacks that get paid that sometimes. And and also, me and Eric, before the podcast started, we was going back and forth about all the money the Rams were throwing at players. We Todd, that haven't worked out. That haven't worked out. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. You said Corlin Finnegan. I forgot about that. Yeah, Corlin Finnegan. Brandon Cooks. Clay Matthews. Quarterback. Like, um, it's, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yeah, it's a nice look. Not that Jared Goff's bad. He's still no, playing right. He's them, but they missed the playoffs. Um, After going to the Super Bowl. Right. It's a lot of guys that they gave money to where it's just like it, nothing. And, nothing sometimes they, and sometimes they'll stay on the team. Right. Right. They, you know, trading them. So it is interesting that, that they keep shelling out money. They really didn't have any choice. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. But shout out to Jalen. Shout out to Jalen Ramsey. Because I think he's a great <laughs> player. Been a fan of yes. the state. And now this one. Uh, Clowney, Devon Clowney, a one-year deal for $15 million with the Tennessee Titans after requesting 20, 18, mm-hmm. and now 15. And let me tell you about that, though. It is $13 million guaranteed, That's good. Two, million, two to $3 million worth of incentives. 
$6.25 million bonus, $5.25 million off the base, and then $1.5 million per game he, that he's active. Now, that $2 million incentive is $500,000 if he plays 75% of his playing time. Which he won't. You don't think he will? No. $250,000 that he plays 75% of his playing time the regular season and in the playoffs. $250,000 if he makes a Pro Bowl and a million dollars for 10 sacks. So, $100,000 a sack. That. You don't think he plays seventy five percent of his he scheduled might. playing time? He I think might, he, but he ain't getting ten sacks. But that's what it means, right? Seventy five percent of his total playing time, he plays at least seventy five percent, not seventy five percent of the games, right? Right. Right. So if I'm uh, if I'm Tennessee, one year rental, we just went to the AFC Championship game. Maybe he'll help. We need somebody to chase down Deshaun Patrick and uh, Lamar Jackson. So I I like that from right. if I'm Tennessee. You ain't got nothing to lose. Just a one year rental, cool. But if you Jadavion Clowney. Damn, you went from twenty to this. You went from a one. So you got to prove yourself again. Man, that's what you get for you know. I I've been a fan of his, but let's keep it one hundred. He is a game. People keep calling him a game wrecker. He got to prove that to me. He got to stay healthy. He better get some. He better get double digit sack. He had six last year. Let's let's chill. Let's not act like he Aaron well, Donald. It's, a, it's, a, it's an incentive to get ten though. No, no, I'm, I'm saying. just saying, but he ain't never got that. Like like right, he, right, like right. he it's it's time for some some of these guys. I, you know they all black, so I root for them. But some of them you can't be coming out here ask for all this damn money and you ain't did nothing. No offense, but you're not the quarterback. Right. Quarterbacks are different, right? <laughs> you are you a different alignment. Go and chase and hunt somebody down and make some big plays and and do it when it matters most. So if you did Javon Clowney, you go. You went to Titans. It's a good team. You got Mike Vrabel. They went to the AFC Championship game. Do your part. If you do what you're supposed to do, you have to get back to the championship game. You'll get your money. Right. And that's all we're gonna have today. Um, again, we appreciate everyone listening. You heard this here first, straight from the horse's mouth. You can uh, our podcast comes out most every Thursday and Sunday morning. Follow me, Eric2320. Facebook, Eric Bradley Radish Show. Post, comment. Let us know what you want to hear and how you like the show. I'm Bryce Odom. Duh, you already knew that. You can follow me on Bryce Odom on Facebook and follow me on Bryce FHM on podcast on Instagram. And uh, peace. We out of here. Out of here.